While there's good reason to believe this year will be better for South African investors than last year, one thing is certain. Volatility will remain a constant, what with elections around the corner and escalating geopolitical events such as Yemeni attacks in the Red Sea. If volatility is our constant companion in the months ahead, how do we find peace of mind in a sometimes dangerous and unpredictable environment? To answer that question, we're joined by Adrian Pask, Chief Investment Officer at PSG Wealth. Hi, Adrian. Good to talk to you again. Are your current financial market expectations for this year different from those you had for 2023? And if so, how do you see things playing out differently this year? Hi, Kieran. Uh, Thanks for having me on the podcast and hello to everybody listening in. Yeah, I think there's elements that we can extrapolate from 2023 into 2024. But at the same time, we most likely at the peak of interest rates uh, globally and locally. And uh, as interest rates start to come off, I I think quite a few things will change. And therefore, our view has changed on, on certain things. So I think if we look at volatility, for example, it's actually quite strange given all the recession fear last year. Volatility was high, but not extraordinarily high, where I think this year could be a year where where markets are quite volatile, and in particular currencies. I think what we also saw last year was the overall indices move higher on the equity markets, but really propelled by a handful of stocks where I think we could see a reversal. So essentially, if we look at the number of stocks that are are outperforming and doing well, it should go up as conditions loosen and and become easier. But at the same time, there will be pockets of pain and disappointment, especially for the things that rallied quite hard last year. And then bonds and property could do really well in an environment where interest rates are coming down. So there are a lot of moving parts to consider in the months ahead. There's the elections in South Africa, the U.S. elections coming up in November. There's uncertainties about the timing and the scale of interest rate cuts and also questions about corporate profitability. What are the key factors, in your opinion, to look out for in 2024? Yeah, I think you've touched on quite a few important ones. So from a volatility perspective, I think the elections will play an important role. So remember, it's quite a few countries voting this year. So essentially, 70% of the global population will have the opportunity to go to the ballot boxes. So I think that can have a a big impact. So there's a lot of awareness around politics at the moment. And with elections, the reason why markets are quite sensitive to this is any change in policy or reform. So if there's a change in leadership, there could be a change in policy. And those might either be a bit tougher or a bit softer on fiscal and monetary policy, which means it changes the the growth outlook. So quite important. Regrettably, we still have regional tensions and and conflict areas. And what concerns us there is that things can escalate quite quickly for a wide array of reasons. Um, So it's just something to keep in mind and prepare for from a portfolio construction point of view. And then as we've seen over the last few years, the outlook on inflation and interest rates is something that's quite fluid. So it changes quite quickly and also the nuances around it. So the market tends to look at very short-term things. So you'll see commentary in the media around what's going to happen at the March meeting, for example. So the markets are looking at that. But in terms of expectations for the broader equity market to go up, as I mentioned, interest rates coming down, 
our expectation is in the second quarter of the year, and, and that will be supportive for the macro backdrop, but also from an earnings perspective, because costs, in particular funding costs coming down. But then again, if we find something like a more conducive tax regime following on from a change in leadership on the political side, then that could be quite uh, supportive as well. And then all of this is obviously impacted by sentiment, which on the short term is a key driver for, for where markets are going. And then in terms of the expectations for the pockets of pain, um, it's something that we spoke of before. We still think that the technology stocks seem to be pricing in too much growth. And we've now seen with the recent results releases, in some cases, the the results that come out are not bad at all, but because they're undershooting expectations, the stocks are selling off. So I think that's something that we can expect in the coming quarters as well. All right, we've come through probably the most aggressive interest rate hike in history, and it seems to have done the trick in reigning in inflation. Do you think we're likely to see an aggressive drop in interest rates, or is it going to be more of a softer landing, in your opinion? And how will that impact the markets? I think interest rates are likely to come down a little bit slower. Markets are thinking that the policymakers want to, especially in the US case, protect the the economy and, and will therefore cut Uh, quite aggressively, but I think there isn't really too much scope to cut too much. I don't think we'll see the lows that we saw pre-2022, but there will be some relief. So I think it's just about about managing expectations. Again, generally supportive, interest rates will come down, but not as aggressive as what some market participants are expecting at this stage. All right, let's turn to the Middle East, which is looking quite explosive. How has the Israel-Hamas conflict affected the geopolitical landscape and what impact is that having on markets? Yeah, I think it's obviously introduced a new layer of uncertainty in terms of the global economic prospects. And in particular, markets that are affected from that region would naturally be oil. So that's, again, something that that we should keep in mind. From our estimates, a crackdown on Iranian oil experts could almost instantly remove between one and two million barrels per day. And obviously, things like that will have an impact on oil prices and then also uh, the listed companies that that operate in in that environment. Now, let's shift a little bit closer to home. South Africans also go to the ballot boxes this year for a new National Assembly and provincial legislature. The polls are showing this could be one, perhaps the most significant election that we've had in 30 years. Should the ANC be worried? Yes, I tend to agree. It's a hugely important election this year. There's quite a lot of political uncertainty. The way we read it, most likely outcome is for an ANC-led coalition. So not a, a majority, but a, a coalition environment. And, you know, I think the ANC should be worried. Um, the supporter base is not moving in, in the right direction. And most importantly, what we can pick up from the polls is that it's more thinking about future voters. So the loyal ANC voters are in the older age groups. Um, and as we see the youth in particular be quite unsatisfied with the state of the country, um, things like poverty and, and job creation feature quite highly in this. So I think they should most certainly be worried about the depletion of the voter base. And it seems like they um, are obviously aware of this, but they are really unsure as to how to turn it around. I think if we look at finances in municipalities, etc., very difficult to continue spending to get yourself out of a slump. Most of these municipalities are heavy indebted. So they find themselves in a very tricky situation where things aren't moving in the right direction. Now, 
of course, one of the big chokeholds on the economy is ESCOM and load shedding. Have we seen the worst of load shedding? I think we have. That's a huge positive for South Africans, from not only from a personal perspective, but also from an investment perspective. So this is, has been something that's really weighed on our currency uh, sentiment towards South Africa in general. We've seen large withdrawal from our capital markets. So I think it's a, a big positive. The private sector um, has made huge strides to become less reliant on ESCOM in particular. I think we obviously saw the cost in the income statements um, of these businesses that had to incur huge investment just to ensure that they have a stable supply of energy so that they can conduct business. But because the private sector on the other side is also investing quite a lot, um, we still see more and more IPPs come online and the pipeline still growing. So those things are, are hugely positive. Right. Let's wrap this up into a bow. And what is the advice you give to investors for 2024, given all of these challenges that we've laid out and indeed some positives there that you've spoken about. How do we, how do we guide ourselves as investors going forward? You know, it seems like I get that kind of question quite often and uh, I always give a similar response, but it, it remains true. And it's just a case of there's always risk when it comes to investing. The best that we can do is to try and prepare for the the known risk. There are also unknown risks and and things that will surprise us. And from that perspective, the diversification just remains the the best approach there. But I think in general, I think investors will just have to hang tight this year. It's actually a a very good year to be positive, Um, especially in South Africa. We'll see rate cuts and we'll see load shedding dissipating. So I think hang tight and be positive would be my advice. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thanks very much, Adrian Pask, Chief Investment Officer at PSG Wealth.